It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I'm Paul with Connor, and today we have a very special guest with us. She is a legend in the bourbon whiskey community and a returning guest to the show, Marianne Eves. How's it going, Marianne? It's going great. How have you guys yeah. been? It's, uh, it's very good. It's been good. It's been it's been almost a year, I think, since we've actually it's been a year since I've seen you, and since then you've had another baby. Like it was. We 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 first had you on the show. I think you had just said you were pregnant, and then you had a baby at the Bourbon Ball or Bourbon Bash, and now here here we are. It's it's just come full circle. I have no clue what that where I was going with that, but whatever. Here it is. <laughs> Brought new life into the world. Here we are. Yeah, new life, still blending whiskey and 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 everything with a with a kid. It was uh it, it was still super exciting to be with you and see like your project and walk us through everything that you're doing you know, at, at Bardstown and, and with Sweetens Cove. So that still sticks out. People still that were there still message and, 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 and talk to me and we've made some lifelong friends. Uh, and it's been a real, it's been a real cool experience to kind of rethink that. I still have like the, the thing, uh, the, like the little poster board we made for the, for the event. It's somewhere in my closet. So fun, good memories. Yeah. So, uh, what's new with you? Like, how's, how's everything been outside of having a baby and, 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 and everything? Tell us kind of about where, where you've been. And, and also, you know, we'll talk more about Eve's Blind. That's your big project that you're working on right now. Uh, but just kind of like, you know, and since you've been on the show last, kind of give us a little bit of a rundown the, on what you've been working on. Yeah. I've taken on a couple new clients. Um, the, the projects are, well, one just released. So I, it was the rum uh, that I blended, my first rum that I blended. So that's called Otherland Society, the wild hair, dark rum. So that's that really Florida. For, uh-huh. It's uh, the, the, the lady who's starting the, the, the brand, her family were sugarcane farmers. So it's it's going to be really cool as it as it evolves to actually make product with their sugar down in the glades um but the, to start i i sourced from um all over the world it was pretty, you, pretty awesome. you are awesome we're one of the very few people of something that you've made that's not whiskey that i will actually drink that i like so just so you just so you the gin you made i actually really like so <laughs> and i don't really drink anything besides whiskey but I will, and I've actually done it like on lives and everything. People are like, what the hell are you drinking? I'm like, stop. Marianne Eve's made this. It's fine. It kind of counts. It's like whiskey. It's good. But you well, made that bourbon drinkers gin anyway. So yeah, because you made it with a, you made it with a, uh, with a bourbon mash, right? So the, the gin's the rye whiskey mash, but yes. It's so, it's so yummy. I, I don't think I've let Connor try it yet. I uh, that's think, unintentional. I think I've seen it, but I haven't tried it. I mean, that's, listen, I'm not a gin guy, but. Anything Marianne's making, I am. I'm. I'm consuming this. Let's put it that way. So it's delicious. I've told yeah. like and now, Marianne. I will tell you. Anytime I'm out, so I know like the year and everything. If I see one, there's they're like little unicorns now. I buy it. So I'm just like up oh, and just sit on the shelf for a rainy day when I'm in the mood. But I'm gonna have three or four of these so I don't run out. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I was really proud of the gin for sure. Yeah, because well, I think going to make another one. Because last show you were you had talked about you really wanted to get into making different spirits and and outside of just you know bourbon whiskey rye that kind of stuff I think that you had just talked about the bourbon pro the the rum project uh, on our last show so what else are you getting into right now that at least you can talk about and share maybe that's are you doing anything outside of rum and bourbon right now well the last time last time you were on the, the, didn't didn't you say something about you're going to be uh, doing something in China as well. Yeah. So I, I had a client in China. We put things on hold because of all the, the craziness with COVID. Um, and, yeah. and it's still just kind of in a holding pattern right now, but they were making gin and uh, single malt style whiskey. Um, <clears throat> we'll see when we, when we pick that back up, I, I really do hope um, that I can get back get up and going with them. So I'm really excited about the, the opportunity there. Essentially, yeah. This woman, Judy Chan, um, she's a industry innovator over there and a woman and built China's first premium winery um, back, you know, 20 years ago. And now she wants to do it again with whiskey. Uh, and, you know, China didn't really have rules for whiskey. You know, Japan really right. just regulating theirs too. Um, so essentially she's working with the government to figure out what Chinese whiskey should be. And she asked me, she was like, all right, Marianne, if you were writing the rules for, you know, China's first whiskey, what would, what would it be? <laughs> so I really no, hope no pressure. No, yes, yes, say, no big right? deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's just, just a whiskey for a whole nation. No pressure, Marianne. Just 2 billion people. Go. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? So, yeah. is it, you know that that that's actually you know really cool. So, outside of that, what do you? What's kind of some of the cool things that you're working on that, like at least you can share? I know there's lots of secrecy behind stuff, but what you can share? <laughs> yeah, I've I've um, I've got one other whiskey blending client that that happened really quickly. That one's not uh, really public yet, but. Sure. It's just because they're, I want to say it's a small first release, but not really. Uh, he's just, the, this celebrity has got a, a, a really large following in a segment of the world that I uh, don't uh, really have, have any connection to. So I think it's going to be really cool exposure for me and what I do. And, and it's a really delicious blend. Um, so that's hopefully going to be coming late summer early fall you'll start seeing um that nice. one and about um there's also the like cognac project that i'm working on in, in napa did we talk about that one no no yeah. so essentially she was my first client after i moved on from from castle and key uh this woman Lindsay hoops owns a vineyard in napa california and we did an event together before i left castle and key with wine country women uh, so it was five uh, female wine proprietors winemakers and five badass female chefs from from around kentucky and then me uh you this know this already sounds i'm hungry just hearing this <laughs> yeah no same <laughs> Yeah, it was a beautiful event. Um, I served the first batch of gin that I ever produced there at Castle and Key. I also opened a pre-prohibition Old Taylor. 
Um, at the end of the event, we like have the, the magical little twinkle lights on at the spring house. But anyway, I met Lindsay. She was talking to me about this big problem um, that they had, which was the wildfires and how it just yeah. completely um, devastated their 2017 um, crop. Um, they, She and her winemaker at the time had decided still, because they, they couldn't detect in the beginning the, the wine, uh, the, the smoke influence. So they went ahead and bought the fancy French barrels. They aged it for several years. And then at the end of the aging, when it was supposed to go into a bottle, they were like, oh, crap. No, it tastes like smoke. It tastes like ashtray. Oh. Like, ah. So, yeah, not not uh, not great for her brand, uh, but sh- you know she loves smoky whiskeys, and she was like, "Marianne, I I, I really think there might be an opportunity here because I love my Cabernet, but I also love Scotch. Um, mm. Do you think that we can distill it and come up with something?" Uh, and she is like a true visionary. I've, I'm so inspired by what she wants to, this to be, um, you know, not just uh, to create another rep- revenue stream for herself, right. but to find a way to um, make an outlet for farmers. You know, the, these folks can't sell into the wine industry like they have been for so long. What else can they do with it to try and recoup some of the money? I mean, they can just let it rot on the vine and, and take insurance or, right. you know, we could make, try and make some really great product out of it. So creating That's a whole so new cool. category in brandy, a smoky brandy, like the mezcal of brandy coming from Ooh, the I would try that. That's so awesome. I would try that. I would like try an, it. An Isla brandy of, so, of sort. That is, that's Ooh, sick. I like how you came. Oh, that does sound like that Isla brandy almost. Yeah, is, I know, right? Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool because, right, like since we've had you on the show and everything, we've had like so many small distilleries and craft distilleries and things like that. And just the ingenuity that people are using to create different products because they're not locked by a brand and what people expect is so awesome to see. And and it sounds like she has that that vision of like, hey, look, I'm not trapped by what people expect. I'm going to do something completely different. And if it fails, it fails. But you know what? If you never try anything, you never make anything, right? Like that's kind of the way the world's been with inventing different products. And at some point, whiskey has to evolve. Bourbon has to evolve. Cognac, everything's going to have to evolve because pe- there's always going to be that next big thing and people are going to be looking for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, she's fighting a lot of tradition there in the Napa Valley, and she she's just a, a fearless lioness. Um, she she sees the opportunity. She's going after it. Uh, the Napa Vintner Society has been an asshole. Like, there's a whole big story <laughs> here. Um, I feel like she should come on the show. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> like listen, you tell her we we're in. Just okay. send me like a. I just want to try a little bit of the smoky thing. Like, just send it. <laughs> I just want to try it. Like, that's my that's my low key way of like, listen, send me a little bit. Uh, you like yeah. whiskey, but we'll talk about this shit. How people are being assholes. It's fine. We'll do this all day. But I want to try the smoky stuff. Yeah. So so Lindsay was the DA of San Francisco. Oh uh, shit! Like, don't mess with don't mess with her. And she's mm. just loving the the. Uh, getting these like legal letters and like, no. Well, look, it's, she's, she's probably got two things, right? Like number one, she's trying something different and cause she's a female and there's so much bullshit with that in, in the, in the alcohol industry in general. And then like, 
but like it, it's one of the cool things that we're we always like to share because like this is such spirits in general but whiskey especially like this is a gender neutral spirit and so many badass women are in this like yourself that are paving the way and doing so many awesome things and and it's so awesome to see that it's it's not just whiskey right it's brandy it's wines all these different ty- types of things and i think more and more people it needs to be out there more because it's so cool and everyone's palate is different what you i mean listen you're a genius and so we're not going to compare you to me but like <laughs> my friends that are that are females that come over now that that drink and stuff like they're finding notes that i'm finding because they found it and everyone's different. And it's so cool in that aspect of, of little tiny differences. And it's just like, you know, what? get off your fucking ass. It's fine. It's 2022. Jesus Christ. Like, drink some whiskey and enjoy it. Doesn't really matter where it comes from. Sorry. <laughs> I got on my soapbox for a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, off. geez, man. I'm off it. I'm off it now. We're good. I'm off it. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, yeah. It, it, there, there's a long-term, like, amazing vision here. And, and Lindsay's got it. And these other guys don't. And they're going to miss out. And that's just what it is. That's fine. Because maybe I'll start drinking brandy because of her. <laughs> yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I started drinking gin because of you. I have never... I have had two gins in my life. I've had one and I spit it out and I had yours and I buy more. So there you go. Like there's... <laughs> and I'm never drinking anything else because I don't even want to tempt fate. So I'm just like, nope, done. The only thing... I love you, Marianne. But if you ever make vodka, I won't try it because there's a very, very bad story of vodka. And it was really... It, it, uh, it was. It's funny. Someone actually showed me a meme and it said, everybody has that one drink where they almost died and never drank it again. Vodka. Never touch it. I can smell it. No. Gone. No shot. I hear him. Interesting. So, sorry. I didn't so tell Castle and Keep, but I will make you try it. No, I I was I knew that because everyone <laughs> makes vodka because it's smart. I will never try it. I, I just I can't. This, it, if it gets near my nose, it's it's over. So talk to us a little bit about Eve's Blind. When we first came on the show, right? Like this was your 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 baby, your project. It, it was starting to come out. I think you came out like a month or two after the show. It's you're 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 well into it now. I think what you're a year and a half since the first release. Is that right? Am I the the first program launched in October of 2020, and it actually shipped kind of middle of 2021. So so, eh, a year and a half ish since you launched it. We'll just say launched. How about that? That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember I remember like you were you were very frustrated for a little bit because of COVID and shipping and all that stuff. And it was delaying and you could just, you could feel that I'm, I'm ready to throw something at the wall when you were post, like send the emails out, but now you've done it. It's, it's out, it's there. And I, and you have some new stuff coming out with, uh, with Eve's blind as well. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, um, kind of interviewing distilleries for the next round. I'm going to do nine distilleries instead of eight. We have nine climate regions. So I'm hoping to get one from each one of the climate regions across the United States. Um, So not saying like to exclude Kentucky again, but we'll, we'll just see who rises to the top uh, to be a part of the next round of Eve's blind. Um, But it's going to be three releases instead of four. So three um, triplets uh, in releases. And then the end of the year will be again, the full series reveal along with another uh, kind of bonus bottle uh, that I'm not uh, sharing exactly what that is yet, but I'm, I'm really excited about the the next round. It's going to be bigger, better, um, 
a little a little more strategic on the information that I'm providing. So the first year I was just like, I'm going to tell them everything because it's what I want to know. And I, you know, I'm just chatting with my distiller friends and I want to know what, what kind of acid are you adding to your fermenter to adjust the pH if it's not a, you know, back set. Uh, All the nerdy things. All the nerdy (laughs) things. I think it, I think it'd be smart, you know, uh, since we have a lot of new listeners since last time, just if you wouldn't mind, just kind of explaining exactly what Eve's Blind is and, and yeah, just maybe sure. just a little bit of like, and we'll throw, where you and got we'll the throw her from. website and link and everything in the show notes so yeah. you guys can just click and easily find it as well. Yeah. So, so the original vision for Eve's Blind, it was um, meant to be a palette building, palette development, and bourbon education membership program. So you sign up for four seasonal releases in this box. Um, So there were two levels to begin with. There was an apprentice level and an aficionado level. Uh, The apprentice got two single source bourbon blends that I produce that will never be created again uh, in the box. And so you get um, eight samples at the end of it and they're hundred ML bottles. You get um, a bunch of like details on where they came from. Not, not okay. I, I said that absolutely wrong. Everything except for where they came from and who made them. Uh, Cause it is blind. Yeah. We don't want to be influenced uh, any at all by the marketing of the brand um, by, you know, any preconceived notion that you have about um, how or where or what or why uh, bourbon should be made. So I give you uh, the details of the product itself, the mash bill, the yeast strains, the um, blend composition, the type of barrel you use, the recipe for the barrel, the type of warehousing, um, all of that stuff so that hopefully people can start drawing some connections in flavor to these processes. So when you meet a new bourbon, you're like, hey, so you're a really high wheat percentage. I know that wheat can add these types of flavors. So that's what I'm going to right. be looking for when I'm tasting this, this product versus, uh, you know, just listening to the marketing uh, because everybody that makes bourbon makes bourbon the best. Like, Woodford, <laughs> like, Wood, like Woodford's 200 t- flavor notes. And I'm like, listen, Woodford, you all have a good product. I have like three. And no matter how hard I try, it's three. Like, stop. But the genius of what you've done as well, and this is where I personally thought it was just super amazing because I am I am a color snob. I pull up whiskey and it looks like dark, dark like this. And I'm like, I will like it. I like dark yeah. whiskey. You made black land Karens. So you can't even... The color doesn't even influence you. And I should have had mine. I didn't think it through. And it's not... I it's Yeah, it's not up here. Whoops. <laughs> went through my bad some of the best packaging like the the like the matte black it, did you always see that like did you want it to look exactly like that from the glen cairns to the bottle to everything because it's like i don't have one but it's like seeing pictures of it and everything it's beautiful like it's so cool thank you thank you yeah i you know had some inspiration photos and just happened to be kind of introduced in a, a, you know, digital way to a fantastic designer, a holotype studio in Cincinnati, Ohio. So Dale Doyle really was the the kind of mastermind behind the um, composition of the box. Uh, You know, exactly what the branding looked like. Um, I knew I wanted to be black. 
Um, and, and I knew I wanted the black line Karens and, and from there, you know, how we put it together, the details of the box, um, was all Dale and working with the distilleries to black out their labels. Like he created the files, you know, worked with each one of them. It was a big bear of a a project, lots of moving parts. Um, but he was, was down for it. I'm I'm sure there were moments where he was like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 it, it, it probably would have been nice, maybe not as nice with, without Dale. It's, I I love those glasses. I, full disclosure, I tried to find black line Karens to like put the bourbon with friends logo on and it was really hard to find. So I'm still trying to make that out. Cause I think it would look cool, right? Like this is the logo of the black, but like it, that was the genius of the whole thing. To be honest for me, like I, you know, I, when you were talking about, right. If it's a wheat whiskey, this is what you should expect from a flavor. Note. But there's so many people like myself who will see a color and instantly be like, Nope, Nope, not for me. And or if they know, or if they know where it's coming from, yeah. Whether you know it's a distillery, yeah. wherever it's coming yeah. from, they think like they'll just do a quick Google search. It's like, oh, it's you're supposed to taste allspice and vanilla and and oak, and it's like, okay, well, I taste those things because a lot of the times, I think you know, whiskey tasting is very influential of the people you're or what you see, like what people tell you. Like if someone says you should get oak, I feel like naturally you're gonna get some type of oak. So a true blind where you can't even see the color is the most, I mean, it's probably the most authentic blind tasting on the market if I had to put my yeah. money on it, you know? It's- that one. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> feel that tasting out of a black glass is gives you the same experience as putting a blindfold on. Like yeah. you're more careful even just I would like peak. bringing it to your mouth. And- Mary and I would peek. If I, if I had a blindfold on, I would peek. This is way more, this is way more, this is way better than a blindfold. Okay. Even even more so than, yeah. (laughs) So you have to actually like think about how much you're pouring in there. So I, I provided a graduated cylinder. So it's like, all right, pour uh, 25 milliliters into your clinkerin because the amount that you fill it impacts how you perceive the aroma. Like it is very specific. Um, So, you know, swirling it, but not being able to see anything, um, putting it to your lips and not exactly knowing when it's going to hit your mouth. Um, I like to tell a, a embarrassing story on myself. So I would use the black Glen Karens when I was creating the blends. So I would go through it, pour a bunch of samples for myself, go through nose, the glasses, go through taste the, the products. I'm writing notes on them. I get to one of them. I start nosing it. I'm like, gosh, this one is so unique. When I write notes on the aroma and then I go to taste it, it was empty. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. On like a rinsed Glencairn glass, an empty Glencairn though that has had whiskey on it smells almost better than when there's yeah. whiskey in it. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> because you get that natural. We 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 tell everyone about that, right? Like, hey, especially if you're new, take a drink, leave your glass out overnight, then go smell it. Like you get a lot of that raw flavor notes that you might not get with the alcohol actually in it. And it really kind of helps your palate progress. If we're wrong, tell me because I'm not an expert, but (laughs) no, I I definitely crushes my soul. She's like, no, that's an idiot. (laughs) And you know, you know, this is a legit tasting kit as well, because Marianne just said that you get a graduated cylinder. Dude, you don't get, get graduated get cylinders. 
you we only first, get in like science class. Like that is a legit first one laboratory. We, we needed, I need to do it again. And that's, that's just on me with having a two year old. And like, I mean, let's be honest. I, we haven't even done a whole lot of shows and stuff like that. Like we did in, like last year, but I, I, I'm going to do it again. Like when I get off here, I'm going to do it again because it was, it's such a cool experience to help even like, someone like myself who drinks, you know, whiskey all the time and really help kind of expand. And if nothing else, it's almost like that. It's weird to say, but almost like that self-meditating aspect of whiskey where you like have to like really hone in, close everything off, close your mind and then refocus your palate. And it's such mm-hmm. a cool experience to go through that because, you know, it's like I pull this bottle up, right? And it's like, oh, I, I know what to expect. Or I pull this bottle up. I know what to expect. And, and, and it's, it shuts everything off and it really makes you focus and go back to what brought you to whiskey in the first place. And it's the love of the spirit and what, what it brings to the table. 100%. 100%. It's a difference between, it's a difference between drinking whiskey and tasting whiskey. There's a huge difference between the two of them. Well, yeah, I, I agree. So when, when you started right, ease blind and, and everything was going, did you expect that it would be what it is today? Or would you, were you, you, were you nervous? Were, was there a lot of anticipation now that we're a year and a half kind of into this, we can ask you this question. We were going to ask you this a year and a half ago. It was like, we're not going to make Marianne nervous. Like, are you nervous that this is going to happen? Is anybody going to buy this shit? Like how now, like does this, this happen? Like how, how, is it what you expected or has it kind of superseded your expectations? Yeah, I, I kept it pretty small. You know, the membership that, that went through, there were only 400 mm-hmm. um, people that, that got in on the first year and I kept it small on purpose, gave away the 50 kits to hospitality professionals because I was like, COVID sucks. Let's yeah. you know get some education and, and feel stronger on the other side of this. I don't know if we're on the other side still or not, but anyway, I'm, I'm right next to a park. And so there are like kids I can't wailing hear anything. over there. Okay, good. Yeah, it's amazing though when you become a parent and a kid cries. It's like you like I I I made this joke the other day. It's like Superman with that hearing. You hear a kid wail and you're just like it's like your your head turns. You're like, is that my child's cry? And then you're like, wait a minute, my kids at home with their dad or at their grandparents. <laughs> just but it's weird, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's little hairs on the back of my neck standing up like, where's my the spidey, baby? My spidey yeah. senses tells me someone's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So it was a it was a pretty limited group. We gave away the 50 to the hospitality folks. Um, they thoroughly enjoyed the program. Um, it's been really fun to get the feedback from from those folks. I think that also part of the future of Eve's Blind is a like a certificate. So uh, something that says, you know, I completed Eve's Blind um, and and. I really do see this as like kind of trailblazing away, redrawing the map, uh, you know, starting to create like what's the Isla or Isla and space side of um, bourbon, you know? Yeah. I think anything that you do is going to be trailblazing. So I just had it. I just had a weird thing that popped in my head. Like you have one aspect that gives away a certificate first passing tests. You could be the other one. And it's actually more real world than, well, the, the first as I won't say everyone's probably sitting over here. If you've been, if you, you, you know what I'm talking about, but like you could, you're kind of trailblazing that aspect of like, why does it have to be one? Why can it not be different and accepted and, and passing like different types of, 
of, of markers for yourself to be certified. Like, look, I, there's people that have no certifications. I trust their palate way more than someone has a certification way more. But like, I don't know, that just popped into my brain. I was like, you know, that's, it's way, what you're doing sounds way, way better from the actual educational aspect of whiskey and whiskey growth than what that is. But mate, uh, I'm going to get hate mail now. Yikes. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I appreciate you saying that. I, uh, I think it, I think it could be good for the industry. You know what? I, I get it. Just I, have you have you thought about like going and doing stuff with Scotch? Yeah, I, I think that there's definitely an opportunity for the future to expand this into other types of whiskeys, other categories of spirits. I I, I think it could be um, something that that's really uh, versatile. You know, maybe it's not always a, a year long series. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there are individual um, kind of um, uh, kits. Uh, you know, just one-offs that you can buy, uh, you know, that it's the best of this region or, or something right. like that, you know? We we actually have a friend in Scotland now at a distillery that's new and they're actually pushing the bounds of what scotch is because it's very rigid. It's very, it, it is what it is. Scotch is delicious, but it's iconic. It's been around for, you know, hundreds of years. And I actually pitched him this and I said, I was just like, you know, this might be a dumb question. Has anyone ever made a sour mash scotch? And he looked at me and he went, no, but I will. <laughs> so we get to go to Scotland in October and help him make a sour mash scotch. Mm-hmm. So cool. And, and it's just like little dumb things like that, right? Like, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I was just like, maybe this is a dumb question. Anyway, I never, I, all the distilleries I went to when I was over there doing like a little tour and Connor's coming on this next one. I, no one let me try their, their new make. It was so weird not to call it white dog. It's, and then, and they're like, this is 40, this is 40%. And I have, I'm like, listen, come on guy. Like I have to do math now to know what proof this is. <laughs> and, and, um, and, but he like, he let me try everything. So I will tell you wart mixed with new make is maybe it, it blows a hot toddy out of the water. Wow. Gonna... Marianne, if they made this in America, we would buy it in droves. Can I invite myself to your Scott? Scotland? You can absolutely come. You can be 100%. a guest host for all of it. I, I, I will send you his contact information because I think it would be somebody that you would get a kick out of at least having a conversation with if you were going to do something. That would be a distillery. That would be like, oh, you have a crazy idea about scotch? Like, let me hear it. Like, he is, he's crazy. And his, and his, Instagram handle is Mark makes things. So amazing. Yeah. And it's a new distillery. It's Hollywood distillery. It's Hollywood distillery. Um, they're, they're, they're great. It's really cool. Amazing. Yeah. I would love to be introduced. Thank you. So what do I get to know what we tried in Bardstown a year, a year and a half ago, or is that still a secret? Yeah, we're almost there. So I, I just oh. went through and tasted a bunch of the, the barrels that are resting um, they're not, not quite ready. I thought that we might start with an early single barrel program, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the, the bottle design, it's taken a while, um, getting a custom bottle, um, you know, it just, just, it just takes a minute. And especially right now with the crazy glass shortage that's happening, so um, crazy. still yeah. going on. It's what everybody says. The glass shortage is one Ooh. of the 
we when we did the bourbon ball, we were supposed to get bourbon with friends, Glen Cairns, and there was a shortage. So that's why we ended up mm-hmm. using the castles ones because of that. So maybe next year for the bourbon ball, Marianne can come and do the do the tasting for uh for it. Oh you know? man. No, no pressure, man. I'm only talking about this live <laughs> on, on the fire. It's like, shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's over a year away. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll forget. Time. Yeah. I'll forget. Don't worry. I'll forget something. I'll forget <laughs> until like December and she's going to be like, damn it. I thought you forgot this shit. And like, no, nah, we're good. I remembered. <laughs> It was a blast. Though. Like, is hey, look, you, you it, everybody gets to dress up pretty, and for me, that's impressive because I take a lot of I took a lot of makeup to make me look presentable that that day, standing next to Connor and his full head of hair and beard. <laughs> Crazy. I'm you know super. I, ex- go ahead. I think. Well, we're we're down a, ga- a gala, right? Like the KDA doesn't do or the Bourbon Festival doesn't do their their black tie gala anymore. No. no. Yeah. You guys are just filling a need. That's it's very true. Yeah. It was very, it was very fun for the first, like that was like, we did the bourbon ball and that was like fun. Right. But you made that happen. Like you made most of that weekend happen. It was very nerve wracking. Cause it was kind of like, we just had like a country artist on. He said, I, you know, I, first time I did a ticketed show was, will anybody buy this? And the fact that we raised like $30,000 and it all, yeah. all goes to charity, you know, it was for the first one. But boy, were we sweat! I was sweating bullets the last thirty days. Like, yes, yeah. like we need Pressure. some donations. And then somebody just shows up and donates like a George T. Stag and a nineteen eighties old Fitz. And I'm like, I'm like, can I steal this? Like, is this good. no? Is it good karma? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So what's what's kind of the next thing out that's gonna hit the shelves that you can say that's coming out from you? Or is there anything that you can say the words? Well, you guys, have you tried the Sweet and Scope Kennessee yet? Yes. Yeah? Which I have like? not, no. No, he, he lives in the north now. They don't get anything good up there. Yeah, no. like, nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, Sweet and Scope, I, I like it. Yeah, that one just came out, the Kennessee. So it's a blend of Kentucky and Tennessee bourbon. Um, I'm working on the next release for that, which is really fun. So that one, I mean, the, the yeah, the next... The next Sweetens Cove is probably the the only thing that I can really chat about, and then we're we're still figuring out exactly what it's going to be. But it's going to be a, another multi year, multi lot blend. Um, doing doing my treasure hunting currently, and figure out it, exactly what's out there. Your the the blends that you did when we when you came down for uh, for the Bourbon Bash, like the I think it was Batch One, Batch Two, right? I, mm-hmm. I think I'm right. The batch yep. two, it was so different. Like there was no, there was no similarities in it, but it was so good in each one. So Marianne, as always, this is, it is such a pleasure to talk yeah, to I you know. or like a ray of sunshine. You smile all the time. <laughs> I feel like grumpy when I'm on, like I start shows and then you smile the whole show. And then I'm like, wow, I got to smile more. Like um, <laughs> super excited to see like everything that you have coming out. Um, and, and all the new things, I, I, I better get a text when, when that whiskey comes out from Bardstown because I'm just dying to know what it is. Uh, and then oh, we gotta get the, the band back together. I mean, everybody gets, they got the sneak peek needs to come back so we can do the, the launch. You say when, and I'll plan it. Like there, there is no issue with, there's no issue with that now. And Connor's like, I mean, I'm fly. So Connor yeah, never fine. flew until he met me. Now Connor's like a professional flyer. He's like, oh, this, every, every other podcast is like, I'll fly down to Kentucky. It's fine. <laughs> I'll do it. It's easy. Yeah. 
It's easy. Uh, hop on, tell, hop on the plane. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can follow you on on Instagram and how they can follow, uh, find you uh, find East Blind. Yeah, Marianne BMB Bourbon Master Distiller on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't use it much. Instagram is really the, the place to find me. And it, it is. Blind. It really is. Um, at evesblind.com. You can keep in, in uh, on tabs on the 2023 uh, version uh, of Eve's Blind. I think that we're going to put it on sale on, in September. Maybe for 2023, Eve's Blind, we'll do it. And then you can come on and we can do the whole thing on a podcast. That'd be really cool. That would so be nine, cool. awesome. Nine, nine bourbons. Y'all get ready. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. If I can survive the night before the the day that the bourbon bash, I can survive that. Now, one final question. It's very important. Will we ever see Mary Ann Eves on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I, I started a little um like private um family account um called Little Circus Life. Um just to like practice my reels. Um, so who knows? And maybe if I like start feeling confident enough with it, I'll do, I'll do a TikTok. It's listen, if nothing else, just put your kids on there and let them do silly things and people will watch <laughs> it. Be, I literally should just let like Christian just run around in videos and people would, we, I'd have a hundred thousand, we'd have a hundred thousand followers, Connor. It'd be, you could, nobody wants to look at us. Marion, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's great. We'll do this again another time. Hopefully maybe with uh 2023 Eve's blind. Uh, and uh, this has been great. And remember a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of bourbon with friends. Be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.